the American Constitutional Republic, affairs of state in Oklahoma, the beliefs, principles, opinions, and views of people like you. This is 3D Politics. Oh, that's right, kiddies, featuring me, Tommy McKay, your comedian and fine political humorist, your verbal Viking, father of five and former mayoral candidate. Catch me at verbalviking.com and, of course, creator of Sooner Politics, expert on Oklahoma state government, running for state vice chair of Oklahoma GOP. Welcome, please, David Vann. There he is. We'll welcome him in. No problems. All right. What an exciting show. 7.30, Rhonda Vilma-Smith is supposed to be here, but you know all battles in the spiritual world are fought with uh, all sorts of trouble along the way. So Oldham is out there traveling. Uh, Rhonda's supposed to be here later. We're going to see what happens. I've got a GT Bynum. See, there's Oldham. Looks like he's coming in. Yeah, through the, I'll, let's I'll see if we can bring. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, David uh, Oldham is going to join us, and there he is, founder and scholar at constitutionalgrounds.com, political leader, educational speaker, former state of Oklahoma elector, uh, David Oldham. Thanks for joining us, David. We'll make sure you get your sound rolling. <laughs> he, there he just is. got out uh, of his COVID uh, chase car. <laughs> <laughs> That's no kidding. Get there. All right. We got everybody rolled in just in the nick of time. So uh, here comes Rhonda later. And uh, without f further ado, let's humanize ourselves. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, I know, Oldham, what have you been doing? You've been out there working as always, but what have you been doing quickly? Well, I'm actually working to make a living this week. And so I am actually in a little dinky town in Kansas, in oh. south, south central Kansas, and a little town called Greensburg, you know, the only decent hotel in town. Okay. And, um, and so I just pulled in and, um, and so I'm glad to be here, but I have news. Uh, I have seen, I think a total of one mask all day. Nice. I haven't eaten at a place that has been served by somebody with a mask. I haven't been anywhere where anybody is using masks and most places don't have, um, don't have the magic plexiglass up. So, nice. and this is throughout Kansas, everywhere I've been. So yep. it is awesome. And if we think we're doing good in, in Oklahoma, now I haven't been to a lot of rural areas in Oklahoma of late, not like I'm doing this couple days up here, but there are, a lot. I don't think Oklahoma is anywhere close to what Kansas is. You know, Kansas, much like the earth, according to many, is flat. Just flat, is what I say. It is. Uh, it's Van, lovely. Van, Van lovely. make yourself human. What's real about you? Tell us what's oh, real. Oh, man. I tell you what, I'm enjoying springtime, my grandkids, and running for state party chair and feeling the excitement all over the state for taking the country back. We're mad as hell. That's good. There's uh, the the we are working on interviews for a week from today, the fifth, uh, with people who are running for GOP seats like crazy. I'm just very excited to see all the people who are running. Now, as for me, you know, personally, my big deal. I am so sick and tired of the alerts. 
if it's not an ozone alert, you know, if the wind's not blowing, we got an ozone alert because they're going to punch a hole in the ozone. And if the wire, if the if the wind starts to blow, we get a fire danger alert. You know, so you're only under alert and stressed out under duress if the wind is blowing or if the wind is not blowing. Those are the only two conditions in which you got. So what I'm looking I will, for. I will tell you, the wind is blowing like crazy up here. Yeah. So, you know, every month and every day, it's either it's national in it's national this or that day, right? Remember last month, I tried to make it national individual merit accomplishment day. I want one month set aside that's next like take this from a hint from the catholics national insert your own personal intentions day where whatever you're caring about is less important than what i'm caring about every month is taken up with it's either women's day somebody else's day everybody how about personal intentions month where it's up to me and not somebody else uh, all right. So the big news, of course, uh, uh, moving on from last week, as you know, the big news is that uh, Dylan Goforth, uh, he was talked about heavily as he uh, would. Uh, he had a little deal where uh, he threatened some people and uh, it was basically everybody uh, in the Tulsa area. And he said he would literally kill a person, any person, just name them. And I brought that to everybody's attention. And then a couple of weeks ago, I brought it to the attention of the Frontiers publisher, Bobby Lorton, that, you know, Dylan Goforth, first property, next persons, because Dylan Goforth was all involved in wanting to knock over statues and stuff before he threatened to kill a person, any person. Uh, and it, it encouraged Casey Bartholomew, I think, another inciting of violence against private citizens. And, and then, of course, Dylan Goforth can't be taken seriously uh, about the streets even because Quinn Fields was like, are you real or are you sarcasm? I, I can't really make it out. But the big news, of course, today is that Van... Who is it that's living in whose head rent-free now? Is that your apology? <laughs> Dylan oh, Goforth has blocked me. It, it's amazing how long it takes a millennial to find the you can't follow me button anymore. So anyway, that's that's my big breaking news about Dylan Goforth is sure. that he's he's yeah. blocked me. All right, so GT Bynum, right? We all think that he only became pertinent uh, here recently in 2016 when uh, he became the um, uh, what we call uh, mayor. And uh, uh, and so actually, if you'll just let me uh, 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 here I go again, if you'll just let me share this, uh, this is uh, GT Bynum making news back in. Uh, oh, can you see that? Yeah. It looks like it was in april 13th 2012 yep. uh, uh now uh how in the world uh is it that gt bynum was making news in 2012 well city councilor then gt bynum yeah. uh with uncle dewey i call him uncle dewey bartlett uh were addressing the media during a press conference at city hall now what in the world were they talking about 
Well, I'll tell you what they were talking about. This is from Brian Barber, World Staff, April 13th. Uh, Mayor Dewey Bartlett and the City Council announced Friday six members of a new task force that would make recommendations to make Tulsa one of America's safest cities. Now, remember, this is one week exactly after the uh, Tulsa race massacre or or the Tulsa, the uh, Good Friday shooting. Okay, so there was a Good Friday shooting. Yep. And uh, and then one week later, Uncle Dewey and uh, Counselor Bynum popped out with the new task force. And and uh, and get this, Bynum said, this is from the story, Brian Barber, Bynum said that by naming the task force's members, city's leaders are acknowledging that the sum of all wisdom on this subject does not reside within City Hall. Boy, I love that one. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that would work with masks or rainwater or parenting. Uh, and so this task force that uh, now now the people on the task force, here, here's a big deal. Bartlett and council chairman G.T. Bynum. Now, Bynum was not just a city councilor. He was the council chairman. G.T. Bynum, council chairman, April 13th, 2012, emphasized that the public safety task force is not in response to the Good Friday shooting spree that killed three residents and wounded two. So the the literal, I mean, I don't know how condescending you can get. You you have a a shooting spree on Good Friday. A week later, uh, Uncle Dewey Bartlett comes out with a GT Bynum with a, a make Tulsa safer pledge, and but we're supposed to believe it's not in response to that. The appointees were Carol Bush, Reuben Davis, Paul Gallagher, Hastings Seafried, Kevin Matthews, and Regina Moon. Now, the task force was charged at the time with providing actionable steps to the mayor and the council by December 1st to help Tulsa become a safer city. Well, I wonder whatever happened to those safer steps, and I never did. The funny thing is, in 2016, we never did hear Bynum talk about this, this task force that he was on. And also, uh, it says, where does it tie him over the task force is the product of the mayor and the council's joint for joint goals and objectives set for 2021. Yeah. So here we are, 2012, and Bynum is on a task force setting goals for Tulsa for 2021. Well, yeah, but if, if I could uh, home in on something you said there, they're forming this committee because they said what solutions are not found exclusively within City Hall, right? Yes. Okay. Now, let's just fast forward it to last week's big story. You spend plenty of time on it about this uh, task force on women in the workplace, right? Yes. And it forms all of these people. But guess what? There's already a bunch of corporations and agencies that signed on to a pledge. Okay? Right. I'm very close to a company that uh, was one of those pledge signers. All of the task force objectives and all of the principles that the corporations had to sign on to were already set before they named a single woman on that committee. So, it's so again, I'm not trying to look for an aside. We've got Rhonda Vilmont Smith in the waiting room. We're going to bring her on at 7:30. My point to talk about GT Bynum is that he was already on a task force to help yeah. make Tulsa safer in 2012. Yeah. Now you come forward, and since GT Bynum, we've had riots in the streets, policemen gunned down and dead, and now 
Zoom forward to March 26, 2021, threats to the black community. Here it is from Greenwood Chamber, threatens to close street during Juneteenth by Nate Morris, the Black Wall Street Times. March 17th, uh, an email from Chairman Freeman Culver uh, asked that the permits closing the street for the centennial Juneteenth celebration be denied. This is not a permit story. I'm rushing through that. Events like the Juneteenth celebration in the story tells us that the annual commemorations of 1921 massacre have taken place on Greenland Avenue for decades. So further down, because I'm not trying to turn this into a permit story, this is how G.T. Bynum has failed in his ability to keep Tulsa safe. And it hasn't been because he just started in 2016. He was counselor for the task force to make us safe in 2012. Okay, and we've had nothing but gun down policemen's race riots. And now the chamber sent a second email to the sheriff. This is the uh, uh, the uh, uh, Green, the Greenwood uh, Chamber uh, sent an email to the sheriff, the Tulsa police chief, the mayor, and seven other county officials on March 19th. The March 19th email stated, without specific evidence, agitators, quote, agitators are planning something very horrible, end quote. For the May and June events, you have, quote, you have been officially warned, end quote, the message exclaimed. Okay, the email even linked to private Facebook's accounts that were supposed to be community. There are three community members with the urging of, quote, do something before it's too late. The Black Wall Street Times, to their credit, uh, followed up on those links. There was no concerning content immediately apparent, according to the Black Wall Street Times. The Greenwood Chamber of Commerce. Inc. supports all African-American cultural heritage events in the Greenwood District, according to a statement from Dr. Freeman Culver. And it says that uh, the uh, staff and business owners have received numerous threats leading to the leading up to the Tulsa race massacre centennial. You are listening to Tommy McKay, your verbal Viking, holding GT Bynum to task for making Tulsa less safe, even though he's had since 2013 to make it more safe. My two compatriots, David Van, here with me, running for state vice chair at the state level in GOP Oklahoma, and David Oldham, founder and scholar at constitutionalgrounds.com. Going on, not only have several people People joined in downtown Tulsa Friday afternoon in response to the rise in hate crimes against Asian Americans. This is from March 26. Uh, Mariah Ellis, Fox 23 News. Uh, March organizer Jade Nigan, Negan, however you say it, says whether or not it happened, what, what it, whether it whatever happened in Georgia was racially motivated or not, Asian Americans are waking up in fear, especially as Asian crime hates are rising. This is Tulsa, Oklahoma, where GT Pine Bynum promised to make us safe. Several people joined in response to the rise of crimes in Tulsa against the Asians. So what we know here is that uh, G.T. Bynum is not making us more safe. He's making it less safe for us here in Tulsa. Yeah, absolutely. He's had since 2013. Yes, Oldham, what? 
No, I, I, I'm still stuck on this being not being a permit story. But, but that's, oh, that's, there's that's, a there's a whole show of permit story. My point is, <laughs> GT Bynum has spoken nothing about making it safer because what we have is policemen dead, riots in the street, and now the black community is threatened. So, GT Bynum, let's let's circle back to 2013 when GT Bynum and Uncle Dewey were supposed to make everything safe for us. Remember, uh, Rhonda V. Smith is in the waiting room coming up. Oldham, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the filibuster before we bring her in? Well, you wanted to bring it up, and and I thought it was a good a good topic to, to discuss. It's hot. It's it. the thing. I thought you would know about it. And, and let's understand it's not a constitutional um, uh, parameter or, or uh, option for government. It is constitutional because, you know, the, con the Congress gets to set their own rules yeah. about how they go about things. Discretion of the Senate, right? yeah. Exactly. And the Senate is trying to maintain an illusion of, of propriety and, and in trying to keep the illusion that they're actually doing business as though the 17th Amendment didn't actually exist. Your yeah. bugaboo. Tom. Right, right. And, and so the filibuster was part of that to slow things down and make things more deliberative because otherwise they just end up being uh, another house, which is exactly what they are. They're just another popular yeah. body. Right. Well, so the filibuster, what it is for those who don't know, is it requires when somebody filibusters from either party uh, within the Senate, and this is only in the Senate, this is not in the House of Representatives. Okay. When somebody filibusters, and you'll hear them reading Green Eggs and Ham, Ted Cruz did that. They'll speak for, for hours and hours and hours. Um, Rand Paul has done it, Ted Cruz has done it, and others have spoken for you know up to 24 hours to keep, to keep debate going and, and so forth. And it requires 60 votes in order to break the filibuster, 60 yeah. or 61 votes. I think it's 60 votes. Well, with that 60 votes, then they get, they, they reach the threshold to break the filibuster. Now, this could be on anything that just needs a, a simple majority for the bill to pass, but it's a way for the Senate to slow everything down and mm. require a super majority of about yeah. 60, 65, yeah. whatever it is. I can't remember. Sure. Now, the, um, the, the big push right now is to break the filibuster because remember, Democrats and Republicans are equally split in the Senate with a Democrat uh, vice president in Kamala Harris to break the tie. So ending the filibuster means that the minority party, the one without the tiebreaker, can, can filibuster things and keep it from getting sure. going through. Now, um, they want their, the Democrat talk is to break the filibuster, to do away with it temporarily or permanently, yeah. and then allow everything through as a simple majority. Uh, hey, Oldham, I, I yeah. want to just clarify something. The term breaking a filibuster usually refers to coming up with enough votes to shut it down. Correct. Changing the rules of the Senate is is not breaking the filibuster, it's nullifying the filibuster rules as we have them. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. Now, now they do, they, they override or they suspend the rules 
Or yeah. they could just change the rule and get right. rid of the filibuster altogether. Now, mind you, the filibuster has been in for, I didn't look up the history of it, but I think the filibuster has been around for 150 years or so. Uh, yeah, the current version, the 60 vote thing, that started in 71 is what my understanding is. But they've had some form yeah. of filibustering within the Senate sure. for years and years and years before that. Yeah. Now, Van, I'm sorry, Oldham, I got to interrupt. Okay. With Van, I got to clarify. You say 71. 1971 was we did some major changes on that before that you know it's really true and i want to recommend if you want a good feel good uh movie to watch mr smith goes to washington with jim uh jimmy stewart jimmy stewart fantastic expose yeah fantastic uh, expose on how the filibuster works in action and why a senator might invoke a filibuster it basically means in regular order, once you've got the, the the microphone or you have the floor is what they call it, uh, you have the floor until you're done speaking and yield back. Okay, we I derailed Oldham. It's a it's a it's a it's it's really a test of passion, isn't it? In a way, the filibuster originally. I mean, yes, it was. It, 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 what it is 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 whoever starts the filibuster keeps talking until they vote you away yeah and and allow the filibuster the the breakage of the filibuster in other words that you've got they've got enough votes what has happened and um and i think it's maybe since 1971 is you don't have to speak the entire time they they keep it up for a very long time for for news cycle and things like that but once it starts until once it starts nowadays it doesn't end until there are enough votes whether there's any speaking or not um, and it used to yeah. be that it just kept going and they didn't do other business until they ended the filibuster um, yeah. and uh, and or moved on to other business, tabled that business and moved on, tabled it. Yeah. And, and I, I want to mention so. a similar tool that is used. Uh, Tom Coburn invoked it uh, when the uh, Obamacare bill came up in the Senate. There's a they ask unanimous consent to present the bill to the floor as read. Now the term as read, what that means is as though we read it to you, because the rule is that the bill has to be read out loud. Well, Tom right. Coburn in that situation objected. He says, no, it has not been read. And so therefore it stalled them for like four days and people had to take turns reading sections of this. Right tens of thousands of pages of bill. So there's another uh, trick they use. It is, it is, but that doesn't require any votes to break. Right. It's gonna be done re reading at some point. Right. And, um, but it does get it into the record um, and, and they are postponed for a few days, but only yeah. a few days. And yeah. this was after Tom Coburn voted to allow it to go to the floor in the first place by allowing it through committee. So. You know, it's... oh no, it he it was voted. I watched him in committee. He had a an alternate proposal that got voted down, but it was straight party line vote on. Well, was it, okay, there was With, somebody one of our anyway. Without getting into the history of it, I, I wanted to touch on the filibuster and get Oldham's uh, discussion about it sure. uh, because uh, it it, it kind of I wanted to clarify my belief of the understanding that a the filibuster is a is a protection of the minority primarily. Is that 
Okay, it's like like the Electoral College, literally protecting the minority. It is, and the and the biggest problem that you have again, the Seventeenth Amendment is the biggest problem with the Senate, um, because yes. by not having um, the senators answer to the legislatures, what you get is you get no state input on anything, and and you get popular, you know, whatever is popular, that's what gets pushed, and since we know who controls the media, we know what's going to be popular, and we're seeing that right now with yep. the push in the media because people won't turn off the flipping TV right now. Turn can I, the- I mean, I am so glad you, you, you mentioned the 17th amendment. I mean, even though sooner politics, constitutional grounds and me, the verbal Viking are independent pillars that come together on Monday night yeah. to discuss three dimensional politics. Uh, can we all agree that one of the reasons that we come together on three-dimensional politics is to defeat and 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 repeal the Seventeenth Amendment? I believe oh, yeah. that's a one of the things that's just. I think we can agree on that as as a foundational concept that we come together each week to get rid of that Seventeenth Amendment. It's it's literally I'm going for the Sixteenth as well because we've got to start somewhere. It's got to go back, I mean, to, go back is, to the states. Everything has to go back to the states. Yeah. Right. The states have got to get a hand back in, in the federal government um, because the federal government thinks that there are, are rulers. I mean, look at Joe Biden issuing a, about to issue a, an executive order if he hasn't already done it, but it, uh, to ban assault weapons or whatever yeah. it's going to be. It, it's completely illegal. Nobody right. will ask the question from the media, so, the appropriate questions, and they think they, they rule, and they don't. Right. And and again, we we always can get more from Oldham on the Constitution and the filibuster is just one of those things I wanted to talk. About. Yes. Oldham. And, I, and I will say this on the filibuster. It is not a constitutional issue. It's a political issue. Yeah. It is something that the that the Senate can take away if they chose. But the reasons they want to take it away is so that they can criminally violate the Constitution. Yeah. That is their express purpose for removing the filibuster at this point in time it is to pass unconstitutional legislation that Man. is like oh, hr1 and etc right. well well that's that that is excellent and so Rhonda v smith is in the waiting room she's coming up here uh, shortly before we get out of here but one of the things i also before we get out of the filibuster not only have i validated that the filibuster is there to protect the minority okay it's 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 not uh, uh the group always crushes the individual it's never the other way around the reason i think that that i've just learned from oldham the way that the filibuster rule works is that one guy who's passionate enough who will stand up there all night long talking can be voted down if the group so- wants to crush the individual but the only chance that the individual has to save anything is to filibuster with his passion and go on and on and on and on clinging with tensile strength instead of simply going with the consensus and right. so i mean this is this is uh uh critical under civic understanding yeah uh, uh van uh, you totally agree with all that stuff oh, right yeah he, he nailed it, nailed it. <laughs> you know the socialist democrats they they don't want well, one of the problems I think the GOP has. And I just say that kind of in general um, a blanket statement. Uh, 
the people on the right are so polite. They want to be fair about their governance. Uh, we want to make sure that if we're in charge, that you have a chance to speak. But the, the socialist Democrats, they're not interested in 50, 50 governance. They're like, they're, this is a, this is war. This is political war. They're into annihilating you, annihilating me. Even at the local levels, they're willing to do smear campaigns on people who are just politely nobody. You know, they're like, I mean, they're, they're, they're literally uh, growing uh, stuff out of nowhere. And, uh, and so the social, and you know, did you know, also I've got some breaking news. Did oh. you know that Aunt Jemima uh, is getting a chance to get back into uh, the, the, the pancake business? Oh. Thanks. To, yeah. Thanks to Cardi B. Cardi B, the really? rapper, yeah, with WAP. Uh, uh, Aunt Jemima is coming out with a new product of syrup that uh, uh, is supposed to be used on wet-ass pancakes. There you go, kids. <laughs> uh, all right. That's all we got for now. If so only that was true. If Cardi <laughs> B would step up, he might be able to get... I mean, do you realize that Aunt Jemima was the, the lady who was... who who? Represented a former slave, literally a the former slave. Aunt Jemima was a former slave literally. who was freed, and and it was an expression of freedom that she could then be a model and correct model for the product, and they are downing that. It's like oh. <laughs> taking the contract away from them. All right, you guys, take yourself out. We're going to reset at the half hour. Uh, coming up at 7.30, right? Oh, at 7.31 right now. Coming up at the break, we will bring you Rhonda Vilmont-Smith, the Tulsa County GOP chair, to tell us about all the exciting stuff that is going on there. Hang tight while we reset with 3D Politics, featuring David Van, David Oldman, Tommy McKay, the Verbal Viking. We'll be back in just one minute. The American Constitutional Republic. Affairs of state in Oklahoma. The beliefs, principles, opinions, and views of people like you. This is 3D Politics. Tonight, and as usual, featuring creator of Sooner Politics, expert on Oklahoma state government, professional advocate for those needing mental health care, running for state vice chair in Oklahoma GOP, please welcome David Van. Also, as usual, and on the run in the COVID chase car, founder and scholar at Constitutional Grounds, political leader, educational speaker, David Oldham. 
And, of course, me, your fine host, the Verbal Viking, Tommy McKay. Find me at verbalviking.com. And without further ado, let's bring in Rhonda Vilmot-Smith, by golly. I will beam her in as we admit her. Here she comes. She's joining now. There's a beautiful picture of her assistant. Oh, there it is. Okay. Let's make sure we can hear her. There we go. Can we hear you? Connecting to audio almost. Okay. You got to unmute. We can almost see you. I mean, we can see you. We can almost hear you. You got to unmute though. There it is. Let's hear you. How's that? There she is, there ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Rhonda Vilma-Smith. You don't have to do it over the phone anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Rhonda Vilma-Smith, thanks for joining us. It's been uh, weeks in the making, and uh, we appreciate you showing up. Tulsa County GOP chair just recently won that. Tonight, uh, I don't want to relive a whole bunch of history, but I do want a tiny bit of a civics lesson. Uh yeah. I want to know, what is the Tulsa County GOP chair? What do they do? What are your duties? And then lead us into what do you want to do that fixes stuff from what hasn't been done yet? Well, my, my duties are to uh, represent the Republican Party and to help in organizing precincts and to grow the party. Uh, of course, you've got to raise money as well, but uh, basically that's what my responsibilities are. Uh, been in, I've been having numerous meetings. We are setting up a uh, medias and communications. We are uh, working on, you know, just different ideas that we've got. I've got a great team. I probably have the most diverse team of any Republican Party. I know at least in the state, if not in the United States, uh, we have three African American. Uh, individuals and there are four women on my leadership team so i mean the fact that you're focused first on representation that rings my bell i like that and uh and so i guess i mean from what you're telling me the tulsa county gop is uh highly representative of uh, i guess i mean the nation or at least half the nation uh, through the gop well, I think that I think that we're just I think we're very well represented in in Tulsa County, and we have big plans to go a long way to set the standard for other counties across the state. So, what are the simple kind of you know with the you know as you represent, you have to meet on occasion, you have to format <clears throat> or plug in or email or do something. So what are some of the basic civic duties? If, if if say, you know, when you're done with your position, someone coming up behind you and you had to say, well, look, you know, the thing you got to do the most is what, what's the thing you got to do? Organize. Or, but I mean, or, well, okay. I'm, I mean, not in general, what I'm saying is organize. Does that mean Excel spreadsheet? What does that mean? Yes. And I hate Excel. I don't understand it. I am totally lost. Um, no, I'm going to tell you yeah. that first week I saw so many Excel spreadsheets, my eyes that's, were crossing. That's and Mike McCutcheon for you. Well, he was I'm, all you about know, Windows. Well, you know, you have to, you had to send in everybody's information and mm -hmm. then if, you know, you've got bad information and you've got to correct it and then you get this one, that, you know, this Excel spreadsheet that you can compare against this Excel spreadsheet. I'm sorry, I'm having a problem. I guess my ears aren't as big as David's. 
No, but I mean, we're hearing you <laughs> fine, but I love it. You're you're literally answering my question because that's what I wanted was a tiny bit of the boring. Uh, so it sounds so it's it's like any other leader of a group. You're grooming lists of people who are in the list or in the group. You got to go through and clarify accurate information of lists mm -hmm. of groups, right? Yeah. And, and, and realize, Tom, that we had uh, we had about 560 people yeah. that we submitted uh, for the uh, you know for our con for the convention for the state convention. So we have a we ha we are going to have a wonderful representation from Tulsa County. So what that means is there's 500 people in the group that is convened to represent Tulsa County. Right, but Tulsa County only has, I think we have 277 votes. Well, so yeah, that's our delegation. That's to our delegation, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So our but, delegation, we get 277 votes, but we can take as many people as want to go to the to the convention. Excellent. That's always no, we, good. We chose to go as an open convention, correct? Right. Yes, we did. Okay, so, so everybody gets to participate. But your vote may be a portion if we get more than the 270. Right. The Republican Party yeah. uses a weighted voting system. And so your vote can never be counted for more than two votes. And it yeah. can't be counted. But, but you can't ever exceed the allotted number of delegates that, that were, yeah. were given to us. So yeah. if we had 300 people that showed up and 277 or what we have allotted, then um, it's a it's a fraction of a vote, right. but if we had 150 people show up and we have 277, then those votes would would equal based on the allotment the 277. So I mean, part of the Tulsa County GOP chair's job is hurting you, cats. Yeah, so you got to <laughs> you got to touch base with the numbers so that the parliamentarians know. You have to accurately identify the numbers so that the parliamentarians know where you stand at any one given time with the numbers. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, that you kind of have very to overlap. Complicated process. <laughs> well, well, even though I'm a man, I may be able to follow it. <laughs> Only if you stop and ask for directions first. Yeah. But Tom, Never. there 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 is one legal power that uh, in Rhonda and I've been a part of this is. Uh, appointing a representative to the county election board. That's one of the things, you know, that the county party gets to do. So. What's your thoughts on that, Rhonda? Who knew? What, what's he talking about, Rhonda? <laughs> no, he's just saying that uh, at the election board, there should be a representation from both the Republicans and the Democrats. Currently, it's George Weiland that serves yeah. as our as our elector down there, uh, or election official. Uh, Bob Jack is the uh, reserve or yeah. alternate. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm sure that if the situation would were to come open, you know, then of course we would be given the opportunity sure. to appoint someone else, but it would likely be Bob Jack would move up into that position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and not only do they oversee the election process itself, but they hear the challenges to candidate mm -hmm. filings. So it can be pretty influential. Well, and there was a lot, especially this last election cycle with all of the uh, absentee ballots that mm -hmm. came in yeah. and uh, a lot of things oh. that weren't done correctly. And so they had to come to an agreement between the two, uh, the Republican and the Democrat, whether that vote would be, that, that, that ballot would be accepted or not. 
Yeah. They do have a big responsibility. It yeah. seems like your job is part, you know, administrative and part parliamentarian. You know, you almost have to overlap with the rules versus, you know, all just basic administration. You know, who's in the group? Pretty What's much. her address? You know. And, well, I mean, and then it's also den mother, right? <laughs> so, so, so that um, makes sense, Oldham. Actually, tell, tell us, tell us what yeah. you are doing because because the Republican Party is made up of cats, as you put it, right? And and everybody's got an idea and wants to help out, and especially yeah. right now when so many people are are activated because of all of the egregious right. things that we've seen going on. Mm. What are you doing to help encourage all of these people? And um, and still, you know, kind of control things, as it were. But because well, I know not every idea is going to come from you. No, so. and I know I'm doing something wrong because this thing keeps falling out. Um, <laughs> Just don't admit <laughs> it; no, it'll not. be fine. No, um, uh, I'm, I've been having a lot of meetings. I've met with a number of people that have um, really reached out in an effort to want to um, help the party to contribute in some way. And I've been very blessed by the outpouring of, um, of opportunities to get to know different people within the party. So um, I did have one uh, because of the unusual way that we handled our, uh, our meeting this year, where yeah. we had the precinct meeting and the convention at the same time. Yeah. Uh, we ended up, uh, because because we had also agreed that if a precinct wanted to hold their meeting ahead of time in their own precinct, that they could do that as long as they let the, the chairman know. And that occurred in two different precincts. Well, mm -hmm. one of the precincts we ended up with having a... Um, having the meeting also at the convention because they didn't know that there had been a meeting already set. So now I'm having to, to work through that and trying to, because there can only be one precinct chair and one precinct vice chair. And so um, we're working through that process right now. Yeah. Good. Um, you know, Rhonda, I want to mention, you know, I remember 2013, this was right after you and I worked on Santorum's campaign, and we've had a lot of friends with the Ron Paul campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, Oldham was one of those in that campaign. But I remember how... Was he we... a friend then? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, re I do remember how he, how uh, you and I, and we really didn't talk about this, but we tried to find a way in 2013 reorganizing the party to get the Ron Paul people involved and active and fully accepted. And I think it was a very successful thing. And I'm thinking about the Tea Party thing, which you, know, you were a part of that big thing mm -hmm. just a few years earlier. I go back a decade before that when the Pat Robertson religious right came in. And I remember how hated we were. Yeah. You know, and so I think the message in all this is always be opening up and bringing new people in. And what I saw come out of the last convention was a great, uh, you know, demographic change yeah. in how many people for the first time went to convention just last month. So it's it yeah. just it's a good thing. And I know, you know, those things and value drawing new people in. Well, I just think that if we continue to rely on the same people all the time, then it's yeah. kind of like doing the same thing over and over again. You know, it's insanity. 
So we have to bring fresh ideas because my ideas aren't the best ideas. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I might have a good idea, but you might have a better idea. And mm -hmm. I want to always be open to, um, to listening to other people and to even, you know, to, to helping them to, uh, to bring whatever their, their vision is to fruition. If yeah. it's within my, if it's within my power. And I think that's what I did, you know, even with the Tulsa 912 project and, and trying to uh, bring in, um, like you say, the Ron Paul people and different, yeah. we have to, we have to be accepting. We have to, you know, we have to know that uh, we're not all the same. We're going to think yeah. differently. Um, we also have to recognize that the party is not a church. So Thank we're you. not here to, we're not here to. Amen. Get to I hear you. I hear you, but we're not here to get to save. Um, and if we want to be open, if we want to be open to all, you know, in the, in the first amendment, it says that, you know, to protect, uh, to protect political or not political, but uh, religious liberties. Yes. So then, then we have to protect all religious liberties, not yeah. just the ones that we like. You know, you are now still listening here with, uh, you're listening to the voice of Rhonda Vilmot Smith, the Tulsa County GOP chair, uh, along with me, Tommy McKay, your fine host with 3D Politics Live every Monday night. David Van and David Oldham join me. Now, Rhonda, I think you would agree then with, uh, from what you just said, with uh, GT buying a mayor of Tulsa, that the the sum of all wisdom on this subject does not reside just within the Tulsa County GOP. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just it's trying to be good. funny, I mean, but I mean, what you're saying is, I uh, to be nice serious. Uh, yeah, it was a really a good nice swing. <laughs> the ball went right by. But uh, what you, I think what you're trying to say is that when you when you say you don't have good ideas or you don't have every idea you do have good ideas and maybe you have all ideas but the problems that we face are bigger than one person it's bigger well, than one person's perspective or ability to see all facets well this isn't one person's party either and just because i do it a certain way doesn't make it the right way um and so i'm always open to hear uh, of other ideas and um you know, I'm I'm always willing to to sit down and listen. I may not always I may not always do what you want, but I'm willing to sit down and listen, and I'll at least try and connect you with people that can help you. Do you know anybody that can repeal the Seventeenth Amendment? Go ahead, Oldham. You're stuck on that one, huh? <laughs> I'd say For, uh, forever, not <laughs> just stuck. That's my Hamburger Hill. Okay. Fifty-one percent of two-thirds of the states. Or, no, three quarters of the states. That's we got to right. get two thirds of them to call for it. But yeah. the um, the um, I think I think the big message that 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 I see coming from you in everything that you're doing is if you have an idea and you want to get it active, get active, volunteer. Mm -hmm. We'll put put you to work with your idea. Mm -hmm. And well, you put people to work and help them, give them the the, the resources if, within your power and try to turn them on to resources. So, I, so everybody should come with their ideas, right? I really, yes. And I, and I, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I, <was laughs> I think like, I stole yeah. it. I think no. I stole you. You're going to say something about the 17th Amendment. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> That's your gig. That's I just killed gig. some time for you. Hit That's it. That's all right. No, I, uh, I, I do want to hear everybody's ideas. And while, you know, I don't, uh, I, I think that participation in the party 
is is important, especially when you want to bring your ideas forth. And I think that spending time in the party and 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 putting your uh, uh, putting your time in, so to speak, uh, pays off in the end because that's where you you've made the connections, you you know how things work, and you can you can begin to uh, branch out and do your own thing. All right, Van, what do you got? Yeah, Rhonda, how does this affect uh, 912's leadership? Because, I mean, you can only spread yourself so thin. That's a good question. Well, 912 right now, um, we have a monthly meeting uh, the second Thursday of every month. So it's finding a... a Finding, you know, speakers and stuff like that. But the the part right now that is is a little uh, challenging is doing the emails. You know, getting the emails together. But it was also challenging here, and I finally just switched the email program that we were using here at the county because I was I was spending so much time trying to figure it out that I wasn't getting it done. Consolidating so, your apps. Baby. I feel your pain. No, I was getting more to, you know, you've always been trying to find good leadership in 912. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, I just, you know, are you looking for more people to step up there? Or? Oh, I'd love to have more people step yeah. up there. I've got a, I've got a wonderful vice president um, in uh, one of your, one of your gentlemen's uh, wives. <laughs> My God, my wife never told me it. I know. What? I know. I know. Uh, yes. Honey, she's been working for a trouble. while. She's been writing big checks too. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, well Rhonda, I was yes, telling I you, do, I yeah. do need to get, I do need to get some more people in you leadership know. and stuff. But right now, yeah. you know, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna make it work, and we're gonna continue to provide quality candidates, yeah. or not quality candidates, but quality speakers. Yeah. to come in and educate us and, and motivate us. Well, you know, you and I were talking a couple of years ago because you're always coming up with ideas and it's just learning to delegate off or hand off. I mean, mm -hmm. look at this show tonight. You and I were talking about this four years ago right? and we finally got it launched and now we're celebrating our second anniversary. That's right. Happy so. anniversary. Happy yeah, anniversary. Hey, Rhonda, I keep saying, Rhonda helped me paint my background here. It's, it's right. Fine, right. fine work back yeah. there. Well, that is the my, best can... looking green I have ever seen. Now hold on. <laughs> so I can sing happy birthday to you if you like, you know, but I, no, I, but really, we did. We baked this. This was this was a this was a baby fetus idea. Oh no, I, thought, I got it. What and if I did this and thing? And your mother, it. your mother was like, "Well, as long as a dog doesn't bite you." He's like, "That that's a dog." Well, tiny well, Rhonda, dog. I'd like to see maybe you and Lori and some of the gals do a uh, a counterpart to this show. Oh no, that's crazy, Van. It's crazy. Well, I mean, is it something like what Brooke and I did when we did sugar uh, and there spice? There you go. Yeah. What was that? Uh, <laughs> that was sugar fun. And spice. Sugar and spice. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, Rhonda, you you have been and nobody in this. believed I was see, sugar. See, the problem with that show is it wasn't sugar; it was uh, sugar. And no, that, it was. That's... It was supposed to be sugar. <laughs> no. I'm from the now, south. I didn't know you guys were going to go total racist on the air, you oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Now, all of a sudden, now we're talking racist. racist. Oh, how is that God. racist? Uh, who cares how it's racist? Okay. The news is I've determined that if you call me a racist, I call you a pedophile. So well, I, no, mean... I didn't call you racist. I didn't call you racist. I just said you're disgusting racist. 
So are you saying then, Tom, you're not a pedophile? Is that what I'm you're not saying? anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Totally knocked the whole thing off. Yeah. So, no, I, I agree. And um, actually, tonight we were meeting uh, with our communications with uh, uh, the communications team talking yeah. about what we want to do to put, a, you know, our, our welcome on there. We do want to incorporate video more. We do want to do some more, you know, we do want to do some podcasts and stuff. But video is the way to get your, your message out. You can get it out quick and, yep. and everything. But, you know, I right now I'm, I've got an elephant that I'm eating and I'm trying to just eat it one bite at a time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people right. say, well, what's going on, Rhonda? And I said, well, I feel like the dog that caught the car. And so now you got to figure out what you're going right. to do with it. That you know? right. So, <laughs> you know, but it, I'm, it's, not a, it's not a situation I've never been in before. So um, I'm familiar with it, and um, I'm, I, I actually love it. I've got wonderful volunteers that work in the office every day. Um, I've got wonderful people that have stepped up and said, hey, what can I do to help? And um, I just think that, that's a, I think that that's a great thing. I think you're going to see wonderful and big things coming out of the Tulsa Republican Party by the time my, my term is, is over. So I, I got a, I got a question and I, and you, you're talking about bringing new people in. And I know in, in certain ways, with all due respect, you're, you're, you're Madam Butterfly in politics for me. I ran for mayor in 2016 and I didn't ask you first. And, and what I, what I, what I, you know what I'm saying? So when you say I want a lot of people to join the GOP, well, I was, frankly disappointed with how quickly uh anybody reached out to welcome me uh when i said i'm running now because i got into a fight with uncle dewey bartlett jr and that's what i was ticked off about because he was basically lying to me on the pat campbell show about whether he knew the ballot language or not that he'd been pushing for three and a half years when i was able to look at it on my iphone so i went into battle against dewey bartlett jr okay but when i ran when i when i when I when I filed the answer that I got from you over the air on Pat Campbell's show was you can't just file and start running. You gotta meet people and go to meetings. And I was like, bull crap, I can start running right well, now. And right. I did. And it's not like I won, but what I'm saying is how I didn't it took me ten days to get a simple response from the GOP that I was running. It wasn't like they welcomed me with open arms. It was like going to uh, uh, the city arts and trying to get involved in their local theater when they act like, oh, we welcome everybody. And when you get there, you say, I got an idea about conservative politics. I'm like, get out, you pig. You're a second responder. You're no good. So what I found out was, and even even Van said, we'll support you during the primary and ditch you during the general because you can't oh, win. Stop and it. that's fine with me. That's good politics. How? Back to Oldham's point. How do we get these ideas in? And it's called the primary. And you got to let people like me, losers, nobody that steps up with a good idea. Okay? And we got to get that stuff in the primary discussion. And then like Van, you go for the guy that might be able to win. But we cannot shun new guys like me who are so handsome and just let them run down the field pat campbell did a disservice to the tulsa community by not at least hearing my idea about extending the lifespan of cyclical municipal regulations like permits and licenses so have you run again 
I am running 3D politics interviewing people like you who matter because I can do a better job doing this than I can appointing people to run 172 different task force like GT Bynum, who has really become emasculated in the last four years. Van, what do you got? I, Rhonda, this is a little off subject, but okay. you know, Pat Campbell and you have been friends for a long time. You've been a sponsor of his show. He's had health issues. Can you give us any update in respecting his privacy? Uh, just keep him in your prayers. He's mm. had um, some some health setbacks. And yeah. so if you just keep him in your prayers, that would be okay. greatly appreciated because um, he, you know, he needs them. And okay. um, he would love to get back, but I don't know that that's going to happen. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. No yeah. problem. Hey, I hate to get back to Ken Reddick here. We've still never heard the details about Tom's good idea. Ken Reddick, uh, when you run again, Ken Reddick, <laughs> against GT uh, Greg Robinson, you'll bring up extending the life. Write it down, Ken. No, no, you'll no, no, extend. No, no, now, all of them, you can interrupt no, me in a second. No. Extend the lifespan of cyclical municipal regulations like permits and fees. We're not going to stamp them out all at once. It's incremental win. Plus, we've got Rhonda on the show to talk to us about Tulsa County GOP chair. The Rhonda, great job, Randy. Listen, you you really, I, I think really, regardless of whatever critique I might have of how fast anybody can respond in the GOP, I think the GOP has tightened their game and they're, they're better now than they were five years ago. Yeah. And I know that I, I, I think that at least subliminally, I was encouraged to run uh, by you, not knowing you personally yet, but uh, still you were there bringing out the issues of the GOP and encouraging me to run. And so I did. And it's a, that's a whole other story. But you've, you've been in it to win it. It's clearly a, a labor of love. It's not like anybody wants to pour through Excel spreadsheets because it feels so good. But so I really appreciate what you've been doing. Yes, Oldham. I want to deal with the elephant in the room. Oh, God. I, I thought it left. Who is it? Well, well, the, the, let's let Rhonda get her earpiece back in. I got it. I got okay. it. I What's know. the elephant, Oldham? The elephant in the room always with a new chairman is can you raise money can you bring everybody together, the grassroots and the tall building crowd and all of that? What, what are your thoughts toward all of that? Well, I would, uh, I'm going to do my best to raise money. I'm not going to make any promises that I can't keep. I do believe that grassroots needs to be uh, involved in, uh, in the fundraising, needs to be a part of it. I think we all need a little bit of skin in the game. Um, it's real easy to point fingers at the party and, and say, oh, you should have done this and you should have done that. But when nobody's out there, if they're not supporting it, you know, I don't want to depend. Here's what I don't. I don't want to have to depend on, I don't want to go to the, the uh, legislators all the time yeah. Yeah. and ask them for money. That's yeah. not, that's not, then, then that, puts the, that puts them above the party. And I think that we need to keep the party above the politicians. And if they want to make a donation, they're more than welcome to. But I think that we need to try and work through the grassroots and some yeah. of the smaller donations and maybe some in-kind donations. Yeah. There's not always, it's not always about money. Sometimes it's just about not having to spend the money. Well, and if I could, 
on that Man. Ronda. Bob Jack uh, left the office in great shape. Didn't he left he? it in incredible it, shape. Uh, well over thirty thousand mm -hmm. is what it I heard. It was over thirty thousand dollars. It sure was. And yeah. there's about five grand left. And so you mean you blew twenty? Okay. <laughs> wow! I got to get in on this G <laughs> GOP lottery. Gotcha. Three weeks. Three weeks. Twenty-five grand. For all the people that the people that weren't listening, they're like, "Look at that day." Hey, you're late. I got to reset. Rhonda, you want to stick around? Hang yeah. on. Hang on. We're going to reset. Everybody goes to dark. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Rhonda Vilmont Smith on 3D Politics with Tommy McKay, your fine host, David Van, and David Oldham. You guys, get ready to reset. Okay, uh, Rhonda, I'm going to put you back in the waiting room. Okay. Because this is how we play the game. How many Hang minutes tight. do I have? Ve <laughs> oh, I man, you're no, I'm not going to let you be host anymore. I'm not going to let you be co-host. You you totally. That was just rude. The middle of that was rude. Okay. Okay. Now, Van, take yourself out. Hold him. You got to go. Oh, 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 I have to go, too. Oh, Everybody goes. Everybody goes. The American Constitutional Republic. Affairs of state in Oklahoma. The beliefs, principles, opinions, and views of people just like you. This is 3D Politics. Here we are again. Tommy McKay, your verbal liking, 3D politics every Monday night right here on Facebook Live. Joining me every week, David Van, creator of Sooner Politics, expert on Oklahoma State government, running currently for state vice chair, and also David Oldham, founder and scholar at constitutionalgrounds.com, political leader, educational speaker, and the guy I really counted on in 2016. To let me sleep safely. All right, let's bring Rhonda back in as we. Van, I'm just watching you see what you did. <laughs> I had to take myself out to let her in. We're bringing Rhonda back in. Did I? Mean, I, I oh, had no. to take the cube out. The reason I took her out is so I could bring the cube in for your transition. There we go. We're trying. There she is. Okay. How was that fun, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's like the Himalaya. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. That's just like the Himalaya. What is yeah. that deep pinging noise? That You're I on the bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise with Tom. Okay. Because I'm like. You up. Yeah. That was, see, that was part of the pre show checkup that you couldn't make earlier to explain to you. Tom's That's nuts. He was in the middle of a. All right, Oldham. She doesn't need you to stand up for her. She can push me away in a second. So anyway, so Rhonda, you have been a stalwart here in Tulsa. I know it because you subliminally helped me run uh, my own emotional campaign against Dewey Bartlett, <laughs> Uncle Bartlett Jr. 
that that we know now was an inside job to hand the baton off to a uh, little cousin or little nephew uh, GT. That's I what I say. The same way you do. <laughs> I don't see that. Well, that's at all. why you're here. You can that's beat right. me. You no, think there was a difference when I ran for against for mayor against GT and Dewey Bartlett? Dewey Bartlett ditched the women's uh, league. Uh, uh, he he for the first time in twenty years, the sitting mayor did not show up at the women's league uh, 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 debate, and he left GT uh, Bynum there. And Bert Mumolo said, "What do you think about GT uh, about uh, Dewey Bartlett not showing up?" And I said, "It's fine. GT Bynum is here to cover it because they both had the same agenda." What was the difference, Rhonda? But especially considering the future of the GOP, you tell me what discernible difference was there between GT Bynum and Uncle Dewey? Oh boy. Well, I just found I just found I found Dewey to be a more conservative a more conservative leader than what GT has. I think GT has really um, uh, brought us and made us more a more progressive type. I know I get it, Tom, but I'm just, I'm just I can't. I, I mean, I'm going to be I, as polite as I can. I don't see any difference, but yeah, okay. but you know what? I, it's I'm an age difference. To, it's an age difference. I Older wanna, guy might be better. I got. I want to come to Rhonda's defense here. Please, when you're a party I'm official, when you're party official, you kind of have to get above these primary scuffles between future, your know, past, and potentially future candidates. Well, that's so, true. As host, so, I can be as petty as I want. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, well, now, you. now, mind you, we've had this discussion in in the party and amongst ourselves for years now. Explain to us what's gonna what do you, what are your ideas about what what the party should be doing during the primaries to help educate and so forth about whether it's going to be the candidates. Or the Van is suddenly entertained. What the hell happened, Van? Well, we can't we cannot you know that we can't come out and endorse or yes. support any candidate. You know, it's a primary. Okay, that's what you're laughing. Let the, we we referee the, the fights, is what that's we pretty do. much what we do. And, 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 you know, and people are, uh, get very discouraged, but I think there are some things that the Republican party can do. I think that if you've got a candidate that is, that is notably better than another, I think that there's a way either through forums or whatever that you can, that, you know, if we were to host the forums that you can ferret out who might be the more conservative or who might think more like the, in the way mm -hmm. that you're wanting it to happen. So I think there are ways that the party can get yeah. involved without taking sides. Right. Straw polls are a great way. Yeah. How, how then, so, so then you, are you, would you, then you are, in, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just flabbergasted. So uh -huh. part of the problem I had as a newcomer and a nobody uh, was uh, the ability to distinguish myself against G.T. Bynum. I wasn't even allowed to call myself a Republican. I mean, it was like a nonpartisan purple race. Well, okay. okay, so now, you, you don't want to distinguish anybody? No, your your council seats. No, I believe I don't believe in the nonpartisan races. Okay, I, th I think that the, I think that they need to be done away with. Yeah. So but how the can the Tulsa County wait, GOP? Hang on, hang on. But in the meantime, what we can do. We can tell people who the Republican is in the yes. in the yes. race or who the Democrat is, but, but we but as far as I would love to change it back to where it's a partisan race because Hold I think on, it's I got very a question okay. to know 
who the who the candidate uh right. what the, the the party affiliation is because that's going to tell you a little bit about where I, I the principles right. and values okay. van are. van hold on and ron i appreciate you stiff army there hold them what did what were you going to say nothing oh <laughs> I yeah, thought you had a thing. Okay, Rhonda, at the county convention, I talked to Dewey about it. I said, you know, we'd like to have a good honorary chairman of the move to repeal that, you know, nonpartisan charter. That would be a great, that's a great idea. So, so follow up, because he said, he told so me that's, he would. So that's something that the GOP in Tulsa County can help move that thing. Okay. And here's how it can be done, Tom. I mean, the thing is, there are rules set in place, and we have to play within the rules, okay? So the only way that that's going to get changed is if the city council says, hey, we want to change it, so we're going to put it on the ballot. Well, guess what? They're not going to do that. If the, if the mayor says that he'd like it on the ballot, he's not going to do that either. So it's going to be up to the citizens to go out and get the and get the necessary signatures yeah because that's going to be the only way that it can be forced to be placed on the yeah. ballot then they're not going to have a choice because yeah. it's okay. it's coming from the citizens yeah. so well, I, and yeah. i would be behind that 110 uh, percent because and, i think that nonpartisan races are a sham and let's understand that's not a constitutional issue that's a that's a political issue about how the elections are held. That makes sense. So, so that's fine. Mm -hmm. Let's let's get behind these. We have that, we like. have Oldham's permission. <laughs> Oldham will now <laughs> allow you to move about the country. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, because because the the idea is that that if you have if you have authority to to deal with it, deal with it. If mm -hmm. you don't have authority, then don't commit the crime. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there are ways we can that we can make that happen, Tom. And I think I think that if we could make it happen here, we could probably change it. It would start the ball rolling across the state because nobody likes uh, the nonpartisan race. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I, I really appreciate your position on it because not being able I mean, to to label is how we know you know, red from green. It's literally, it's like, this is how we know. So, um, uh, that whole, that whole issue is just crazy with nonpartisan. So I'm well, glad. And, and, and then also having elections in the middle of February, you know, like right. many of our school board races, we've got right. to fix those. Yeah. We well, have got that, that's to get down what to the, what, two, three times a year period for our elections. Yeah. Well, and because that's when, you know, your school often on your school board and your city council, um, your your filing dates are in December. Yeah. Well, what have you just done? We've either either just come off of an election, so people are election weary. Uh, we're going through the holidays, and nobody thinks of, nobody thinks about it. And so, next thing you know, now all of a sudden you've got the same candidates running, and there's mm -hmm. no there's no contenders. So mm -hmm. we've really got to work on that. We've got to work yeah. on getting we on finding candidates to start running for school board and city council. Bingo, bingo. But the, but the difficult bingo. thing is, is we're in such a cancel culture right now that they're going to that people are almost afraid to. Um, uh, to run for office because look at the pressure. I mean, Just, I look at, I, you know, I'm from Broken Arrow and our I'm city sorry. council has, has um, taken it, you know, for the, the whole mask mandate. I mean, they did, they did great for a year and then we ended up with a resolution, right. but, 
but yeah. my city councilors don't make anything. Yeah. That's a that's a volunteer position. And and you know, when they start going after your your job, which they have done for some city councilors, they start going after their job to get them fired yeah. because they don't agree with the way that they think. Something's got to change in this sure. in that. Yeah, well, you could just take the word almost away from your uh, quote. They're almost afraid. No, don't. No, they're afraid. I will tell you, I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to. Well, I put myself out there once based on a, you know, just, you know, chivalry. I mean, I the guy's lying to me. Guy's yeah. lying to me on the air. I just, you know, yeah. can't stand there and be a man and let the mayor just lie to not just me, everybody. Right. Telling me he didn't know the ballot language. So, so. Uh, God bless you. I mean, I think you're doing, you you know, you're doing the right First thing. For being five weeks in the job, I'm not doing too bad a job. Well, the thing yeah. is, it's not just five weeks. You've been doing, you've been doing it before I even ran. You've been, you've been, it's a, it's a mother's love for some reason. You've got passion. it, you're, you've got it in your blood to try to save stuff. You yeah. know what? We've only had one st county chairman serve two full terms in the 40 years I've been involved in the party. It's a thankless job. You talked to Jerry Buchanan, I knew, what, 20 years ago. He said, nobody can do the job where they feel good about it because it's just too big for a volunteer to do. I'm sorry, but like the 17th Amendment is, is, is a pillar. <laughs> uh, uh, Rhonda, you hit it. A pillar at the because we do three things here on 3D politics, and that's 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 local, community, that's state, and then federal. Yeah. And and oh, you forgot, you forgot one. Damn it. Interrupt people. <laughs> Thanks. T timing is the brilliance. Uh, but you said it, Rhonda, for the local uh, community, yeah. city uh, or city council and school board. That that's where everything starts. Yeah. Well, that's where we build our bench. Yeah, We can start to build our bench by getting people onto the city councils and the school boards to understand how running these meetings works, what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do, um, and, and getting them involved in it and, and getting to know the local people. Right. Then from there, when we, when we have a rep or a state senator that turns out, we've got somebody that we can say, okay, We've seen how you vote. We understand how you think. We'd like for you to run for this seat. Yeah, that's what we have to do. We've not been building a bench. So here's the three things I like now. Building a bench is a whole nother concept I heard from anybody else because really that's a futuristic thought. It's not like uh, what can we do to bring people here in the future. It's like yeah. let's 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 recruit people really now. Basically. To be on deck. Yeah, it's a yeah. round ball. But you, kick it with, but you don't kick it with your foot, Oldham. You, That's right. Yeah, you soccer lovers. Anyway. I've turned off grass. all round ball sports. I only love the oval ball sports except for baseball. Except for baseball. All round ball sports. Except, except for baseball. I've got my hypocritical. I've learned from GT. I can be hypocritical. You're hey, listening once my Dodgers won in a short season. Dodgers, schmodgers, it's all with an asterisk because it's 2020. Tom McKay here with your, your fine host on 3D Politics Live. 
featuring tonight our fine guest, Rhonda Vilma-Smith, Tulsa County GOP Chair. Thank you for being here tonight, Rhonda, and sharing your vision for the GOP, etc. Oldham out there losing his mind in the COVID chase car on the road. You couldn't tell with that fine green screen you got. And then there's Van sitting here in the beauty of his studio telling Alexa, do this. Alexa, do that. And then Uber Eats. And so, uh, way to go, Van and Oldham and Rhonda. Thanks for so. Let's close this thing out somehow and give Rhonda a chance to get out of here. So, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Make sure, Rhonda, before we get out of here, how do they find you? How do they support you? Uh, what, what, uh, you know, future, future, future? What do you got? What do you want us to do to help you? Well, I'd like for you, if you're not already signed up for our email, to go to TulsaGOP.org and sign up for the for the newsletter or email. I'm not going to call it a newsletter. Um, and then also, I would like for uh, you to do the same thing with OKGOP.com. I think it's very important that we start getting the, that you get both the county and the state uh, emails. And um, you can reach me. At my email address is Rhonda with no H at TulsaGOP.org. And my cell number for anyone that might want to get in touch with me is 918 853 7986. All right. Now, ladies, that's that's what you call a hootspot right there. Yeah, that's You're right. At your cell phone number. <laughs> that's pretty good. She's like, oh, yeah. Yep. Hey, call me. Give me a call. Yeah, that's right. I just remember no when, call me. when Trump gave out Lindsey Graham's cell phone number. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what? I figure if Steve Kuntzweiler can give his out on the radio, I can give mine out. There you and, go. You know, I see. I'm I... easy to get in touch with. There you go. And uh, you know, I'm 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 open to you know. Well, I'm not open to everything, but I <laughs> yeah. am I am willing to listen. The first so. guy you are, uh, you are. You put up with me, and I then do. the first guy I heard that gave his number that inspired me before I ever thought about running was Clay Clark. He yeah. was uh, Clay Clark was on KFAQ, and he was going to run for mayor for a second. And I th- and he gave his number, and I called him too. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, talked him out of it. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not running for mayor. I'm scared. I'm afraid. <laughs> Nut jobs from everywhere. Rhonda, thanks for being well, here. Thank you so much for having me. I have enjoyed this immensely. Excellent. And I look forward to doing it again sometime soon. Maybe right. we'll have some breaking news or something that we're Good doing. But, we... You know, I'd love to give you an update on what's going on here in Tulsa wow. County. We will do it. We appreciate you being here. We definitely want to have you back, uh, especially to find out where we're going in the future. So, Rhonda, we're going to send you away, but first I'm going to beam you out. All right. Here it goes, Van. Don't you touch a thing. <laughs> there it goes, Rhonda. See you, Rhonda. Thank you. Bye, guys. Oh, that was sweet, wasn't it? There we go. There you go. Oh, Did you see God. how... Uh, this was a lesson to anybody who comes on 3D Politics of how to stiff arm the host. Rhonda was able to just say, just hold it, Tom. <laughs> nice job, Rhonda. She just told me to just hold right. it. I got some breaking news happening. Okay, here now. we go with Van. Van, what do you got? All right. Uh, remember a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we had Chip Paul on. Hmm. And Chip was very concerned about a major overhaul in our medical marijuana program, also known as David Oldham's. I told you so. It's not liberty. <laughs> it's license. <laughs> and he's right. And uh, so 
I, I had to keep my mouth shut. Last Wednesday, I was at the Capitol and the chairman of uh, Senate committee pulled me in the room and wanted to talk. And it was about this very bill. And uh, then I got a call back this morning is look for a committee substitute to HB 2272. And while we were talking to Rhonda, I pulled up on the state server. Sure enough, it's filed. They have gutted almost completely all of it. And uh, Attorney General Mike Hunter uh, had a meeting today and the Senator called me and said, listen, after talking to Hunter, we're going to gut this bill and replace it with something that Mike Hunter wants. And that's a ban on foreign money coming in to these dispensaries, it, the ownership of the dispensaries. So it's an entirely different bill. Oldham, Oldham has corkscrewed totally. Now, <laughs> what I want to say on this. It's like, no way. Yeah, no, what I want to say on this is if you hear about HB 2272 passing, it's no longer the same bill. It just has the same bill number. Well, and it's this is in the Senate. Yes. So if it passes the Senate, it has to go back to the House. Yes. Yeah. And be repassed by the House. Right. For this thing to come through. Right. But it, but Hunter isn't calling for the end of prohibition yet. No. Okay. No. I just want to make that clear. No. That that Attorney General General Hunter is not calling for constitutional governance. I just yeah. want to make that clear. Now, okay. what I do want to say oh, here. The hyperbole is insane around here. No, we it's did. not hyperbole. Okay, okay. That is actual fact. I no. know. But I'm going to tie this in, Oldham. Hunter right. did notify the legislature that you have to end the ban on out-of-state money coming in because of the Tennessee winery case that went to the Supreme Court. Right. Because there again, in Oldham, you talked about it last week, the citizens of each state are entitled to all of the privileges of every state, right? I, I Correct. I'm sorry. Okay, but that doesn't apply to, to foreigners. They Correct. don't have those same no, rights. They don't and so them. what Hunter's saying is, because he has reason to believe there's Chinese money coming in, to own dispensaries and grow operations, right. big farms, all of right. that. Now, what the, I told the problem the, with Hunter is he just doesn't believe that liberty is yeah. our inherent right. Yeah, it's just you know licensing is our inherent. Well, okay, but what I want to say in this is, as of now, I can agree with what this is doing here in a limited sense, just in the limited issue, the limited decision about you know, uh, that there's no foreign money coming in. And essentially this bill just says that anybody who applies must attest on, you know, threat of, you know, perjury, you know, that uh, signed an affidavit saying there's no foreign money involved in this. Okay, from, from, a, from just a, a political perspective, yeah. the answer to this is the same as the answer to censorship. It is not to ban speech from foreigners. It yeah. is to allow all speech yeah. is the answer. 
That's a good, and, good way of putting it. And and that is the answer for this, guys. Yeah. And that's always going to be the answer because if okay. foreigners come in and drive down our costs, we have less of a chance of, yeah. of cartels and mafia coming into Oklahoma. Whereas with this bill and with prohibition and the, the extortion scheme of licensure, yeah. we have... 100% chance of them coming in yeah. because this is where the money's at. Okay. I, so I, I understand. Let me ask a question. I got an economic question, but first I understand uh, the idea that people take things, uh, axioms and say them, unfortunately, incorrectly, like, uh, uh, all, uh, everything, uh, uh, what what's the statement when they say everything to a minimum, right? Every everything to a minimum, but really the axiom is nothing to excess. You know, oh, you mean all I, things in moderation? All things in moderation. All things in moderation. All right. things in, I never do moderation, so <laughs> all things in moderation is not correct because you don't want even a moderate amount of poison. The, uh, nothing to excess is the is really the axiom. So it's well, the same type actually, of point you're trying actually, to make. Remember, the American axiom is nothing. Nothing that violates the equal rights of others. Just in the form no, of now, personally, you may yeah. not want to okay. take enough poison well, to harm right, yourself. Man, what could, you could I pull me? us back to this bill here? Yes, so again, yes. the bill originally called for a freeze on new licenses and uh, authorization to shut down any business that isn't making enough money for the state in taxes. And so it was hideous. Now, I have to say, I had a great day at the Capitol Wednesday. I was well-received, rebuilt some relationships and developed new ones. But when I was called into a conference, uh, when they saw me there, they said, get in here, let's go get these senators. And, you know, we talked. Um, they got it. They said, the more you regulate, the more you create black markets. So this yes. was not going to kill a black market. It was going to create one. Fertilize it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and then today, this the 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 committee chairman said, I talked to the floor leader, uh, Kim David. She said exactly that. This bill wasn't going to do anything to stop black markets. It was going to fertilize it. I mean, it was yes. going to cause it to grow. So the senators get it, and I'm very refreshed that they understand at least that principle that governments create black markets. And and I call for the dissolution of the um, of the floor amendment and back to the original as proposed amendment because that's what we need in Oklahoma. Trying to sound like me rambling like a drunk man. Poison what the hell? That's what, he is. what are you I saying, mean, Oldham? I totally lost that, you there. Well, here's the thing. We need a poison pill that is deadly and not one that will get you by and kill you with cancer later on. Come on. You know, a moderate poison okay. pill always works later. Okay. I, <laughs> That's I have one other point. story. Uh, That's what you're saying. 2009 taking effect in 2014 with Obamacare. Right? Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. The safety task force with GT Bynum in 2013. And now what do we got? Shootings. Yeah. Tom, I got one other story. Okay. All right. I think I'm we're having to... way, way too much fun. So <laughs> go ahead, man. I'm going to do just it. quickly share the screen. You'll find him on Sooner Politics. This do guy, it. Steve Bias, he's my mentor. This guy's been doing journalism and I Oklahoma saw this. politics. 
yeah. since the 78, 1978. This yeah. guy is a mentor. What he he's calling on the uh, state Republican Party to end this love affair with electronic voting. And uh, because at our state convention, we've got some things going on here where they're going to take away Rhonda's authority to oversee her Tulsa County delegation. Because the rules of the party, the constitutional bylaws of the party, allow each county delegation to conduct their own delegation elections and then report in roll call the votes of the county. The, sure. There are many reasons why you do it this way, because everybody's in the room, they're facing each other, and that way anybody in the county can challenge the report. Let's say Rhonda gets the numbers flipped. Right away, you can call on this electronic voting is right for all kinds of problems and it requires you to take a mandatory class ahead of time in order to vote which is another violation of of the state bylaws and then thirdly you have to have electronic device and it has to be powered up and stay powered up enough even though they aren't guaranteeing us a way to recharge our phones regardless the, uh, yeah, the relationship so, between the voter and the government is like a marriage and you can't do it virtually. You got to do it face to face. Yeah. Well, I will say, I will say to this, um, although, although the recharging aspect is something that, that, that Lori and I at constitutional grounds are taking seriously and working on, um, visit our table at the, at the Republican party convention. Um, because we're going to be passing out not only conventions in shameless English, plug in English Shameless. and Spanish, but we will also um, we are also working on a recharging station and other things yeah. there. But, but <clears throat> the other thing is the other thing is and and I spoke with with our state chairman this weekend uh, about this very issue and with Rhonda because Rhonda was there and expressing calls that she had gotten yep. about this very issue. Be and especially on the heels of so many problems at the national level, yeah. right? And so many people yeah. activated because of this issue. And so what we're working on doing is actually, is actually um, being able to demonstrate that the system is secure and that the system actually, well, everybody can check their own personal vote. Yeah. And that the, at the, then, then the math is presented visually so everybody can do the math that that's all a moot point if you're oh. violating the bylaws number one and number two uh not even following proper process in making changes even if the people do decide to do this. okay in that and, and that was something that i had not considered we'll have to talk afterwards because because that is that is an important so you're listening to a spat between david van and david oh i don't think so. <laughs> well of course you don't think so that's my job as host is to build this mountain out of a molehill there they are fighting scratching each other's eyes out there was near death on 3d politics live on monday night thank god ronda wasn't here to see you guys fight is this quick trip? Because people thought we were fighting in quick trip when we were yeah, actually totally agreement. <laughs> yeah, eight years yeah, the, ago. It's only two <laughs> things I miss when I leave Tulsa, and that is quick trip and fine airport parking. Other than that, there's nothing to get here. Stick around, guys. Wait a minute. We got a little break here. You know what? Every week on Facebook Live, 
3D politics comes to you. <laughs> Look at that. Van's got it all lit up. That's I mean right. that logo all by myself. Dude, Van, that is one of the best logos I ever. <laughs> 3D politics. The American Constitutional Republic. Affairs of state in Oklahoma. The beliefs, principles, opinions, and views of people just like you. But not me. Because <laughs> I'm your host. Tommy McKay, the verbal Viking comedian, political humorist, father of five, and one day I ran for mayor. And then also, David Van, creator of Sooner Politics, expert on Oklahoma state government, running currently for state vice chair in Oklahoma GOP, and David Oldham, founder, scholar, constitutionalgrounds.com, political leader, educational speaker, former electoral college member, in the state of Oklahoma. So here we are again, rocking it. We just, what I've noticed about this great group that we have here at 3D Politics is it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. When we hang up, we continue. And then when we come back together, I tell them, don't start yet. Wait till the show happens. And then we go, and then we go for two hours. And Rhonda comes and goes, and then we keep going and then sure. later when we hang up Lori tells david shut up oh, God. i don't even care anymore the dog look how cute the dog buffy's the cutest one i've ever seen <laughs> that's not what we're anything? talking about you got a license you for your dog eating, you should have seen her eating waffles no don't you dare people. try to commandeer this show <laughs> the cute dog i can't compete with that crap you saw how easily ronda's still <laughs> stiff army bad out there what i want to say though okay to back to business damn it the boss yeah, is here look, go ahead I, i'm this you know convention weekend i'm gonna be busy campaigning this is you are working your ass off that's uh, right yeah there's a lot of running around you're going doing on. a lot but i, I want to tell you steve bias one of the most respected historians of our state party and in a wise wise council what he had to say here is very important i think there's probably going to be a challenge on the rules committee report to, and to recall, you know, a call to strike those blanks and return it back to each county delegation just to simply do their own vo voting and count up their own ballots and have the chairman report. Okay, Oldham, uh, are you following him? You know what uh, he's talking about? Yeah, I, I know perfectly well what he's talking about. Well, uh, explain it to me because I am lost. Okay, so what happens, what happens every time is a vote for whatever issue comes up. And it's usually a vote for a particular position, but it yeah. could be a vote that is taken for a particular issue that um, is of import and needs to have a vote taken. Whatever but, comes know, before the body. Well, we do and, voice and, vote and, and standing vote and then a it make or to roll call. And if it goes to roll call, what happens is every county will, will then um, – will then count up their own votes and then go to the microphone and report what their votes are to then tabulate it as reported, okay. et cetera. Okay. okay, so the thing is, it takes a very long period of time. What is what, what the, the state party apparatus is trying to implement is something that is being done already within the, um, the legislature. 
basically an electronic voting where it goes directly to the board and everybody can see their own particular vote, their own personal vote, but it, it goes directly there and it, it, it saves time. And so the, yeah. the question is, the question is threefold as I see it. First, does, <laughs> do, the, do the rules allow this change? Number two, is it a good change? And number three, should we entertain a, a who a, has a, the authority, a, David? The rules. Who okay. has the authority to make the change? That's the most That's fundamental. Oh, within the rules, and I completely agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. Well, the here's my. Well, what's your it, What's your contention, man? Well, here's the thing. If you have a question about how the voting's done in your county, and by the way, this is vastly different from the legislature in that we go as delegations of counties, unlike legislators who are each part of a committee of the whole. So, okay, a, now that is why people tune in to 3D politics okay. is because public schools don't teach you the important right, stuff. Right, right. What did you just say? The difference between what is what because one represents the body of the whole and right. one represents the other. What did yeah. you say? Well, okay. You've watched a national presidential party convention. Remember, Mr. Chairman, the great state of Ohio, the state of the Buckeyes, da, 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 cast so many votes. That's called the roll call. That is where they're announcing. But here's the thing, if you're part of that delegation, you know that somebody in your delegation reported your delegation votes. If you have any questions, you can immediately question it when they give that roll call, or you can re-poll your people. You know that your election hand was handled locally within your county delegation, instead of you trying to get justice from the state if something's wrong. You know, this is not this. Which body? Okay, I, I, I don't know what I did here, but because I care. <laughs> no. Which body is the body? Let me, let me explain. Let me. Explain did you understand my question, Oldham? Yes, yes, I do. Okay. So here's here's the 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 issue. The issue is whether or not your vote is cast and counted by your local chairman, your local county chairman and then reported to the body in general, the, the convention in general, or okay. whether your vote goes directly to the convention in general. And the, idea, the problem is, could there be problems in the mathematics? So to it's clarify the difference, difference, to clarify the difference, the one that goes directly is what Oldham was saying, that your vote is only with the body. And the one that goes the other way, the one that goes and the other one that goes the other way is the one that you now, have more control as an now individual. Here's the, here's the problem, and I, I give this example a lot because you can report your votes, okay? You can report your votes exactly as they were cast, and you mm -hmm. can have your vote cast, you can verify your vote was cast exactly. But they can still mess with the numbers. And we've seen this in various elections. Mm -hmm. The biggest one was the main vote for Ron Paul in 2012. Mm -hmm. What happened was he actually won the, the caucus vote in Maine. But, but they, the, the state party 
wanted somebody else to get the yeah. credit and get the news cycle. Yeah. And so they reported a different number that yeah. then was reported by all the mathematics by everybody who reported. Yeah. They they had tried to manipulate things so that nobody would catch it. Well, but people caught it yeah. and reported it to the national media and it became a big a big thing. Yeah. But Someone got the news cycle. Ron Paul didn't, and someone, yeah. the other person, moved up. Yeah, Ron all right, Van. What do you, what do you got? Well. But okay, so a number of things that can break down in this: people's phones just the battery goes dead. Um, the Wi-Fi has a problem, whether it's either the building's Wi-Fi or your own cellular data. We Correct. don't know if it's going to handle that capacity. Uh, number three could be a problem in their system, but there's no paper backup. And, uh, you know, it just one person has a technological problem. Maybe it's their device. Uh, this is a difficulty. If somebody says, wait a minute, I'm not getting through. It's not taking it. There, there's just all kinds of potential problems with it. Where simply casting a ballot and giving it to your county chairman. Uh, you know, the whole process is usually 30 to 40 minutes at most. Uh, and we have Her about three vote. votes we have to take three roll call votes to take generally speaking yeah now they could be as many as half a dozen depending upon who's you know who it manages to get the convention to maybe consider extra votes yeah. but the the point is the important votes there are three after that there could be more but the three important votes, votes there well the votes for the for the chair office. and vice chair that's two chair and vice chair who else uh, well platform committee and uh, and rules those those typically are usually done on voice those go just by voice voice votes they or could standing. be they could be called but could. that depends yeah could be. This is the seen. real. This is the real filet mignon. The people that tune into yeah. 3D politics to yeah. try to follow but, this so, kind of minutia. Yeah. The, the, here's the here's the thing. Here's what I want to get oh at. In Oldham, you crazy. can attest to. You've seen enough. We've seen county Republican parties try to encroach and take over the autonomy and authority of the precinct. Uh party organization. And now we're seeing the state encroaching and take over in some of the functions of the county party. And this is a problem with a person like me who back in the 80s, at my very first orientation, I was told this is a bottoms up party. Everything starts at the precinct and the power and authority emanates from there. And the precinct is the supreme authority, and this is a quote, the supreme authority of the Republican Party in each precinct is the precinct committee. And so we have right. to respect that and not have a county taking over a precinct function, like saying, no, you're meeting this night at this location miles away from your precinct, which is a violation of our bylaws. Okay, now we're seeing... Now we're seeing some of it at the state level. We're saying, no, chairman, you're not going to pull your delegation anymore. We decided, without a state committee vote, we decided that well, you're not going to. Now, mind you, I would love it if, if Oklahoma did a convention, a real convention, that went a weekend, a full weekend. Yeah, like Texas does. 
Okay, and so we could do these kinds of votes and take the time we need and have entertainment in between yeah. and all of the other, you know, the things that Texas okay. does. Texas, okay. Texas, Texas has a Texas. panhandle. Okay, <laughs> anyway, that's how they afford it. But here's the thing: when you're trying to get it done all by three o'clock, we've got to think outside the box. And, no. and I understand the rules don't necessarily Listen, allow for it, but we've got to figure out what are we going to do. Let's and talk about this COVID. Box. Are we going to allow it? Okay, Oldham, two years ago, we got out of there at 3 o'clock, and we had <laughs> three votes. We went one ballot on chair, two ballots on vice chair. And likely it'll flip the other way this time, but Correct. it's three votes. Everything else went fine. We're looking for a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. This is oh, my thing. But wow. again, I'll do whatever whatever the convention floor decides. But ultimately, ultimately, it is the floor of the convention, the delegates, right. that will decide right. what the rules are. Not right. the current party chair, not right. the current executive committee or central committee. The Correct. delegates decide. Correct. It will yep. be it will be the delegates. Even even if it ends up in a in a mass confusion. It yeah. will be the it will be the convention that decides. Yeah, and and this is the beauty because because these are convention rules, we can dis, we can change things up, and 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 again because I'm thinking constitutionally, these are political decisions. You cannot make a convention political. rule that violates the state bylaws of the party. Out of the box for Oldham is not thinking constitutionally. Hey, no, because the one day this is he's not, not a constitutional issue. Yeah, this no, is a, this no, is just subjective for Oldham for Oldham to say I'm thinking constitutionally is like well, you know, right? <laughs> but Out of the box for Oldham is like I'm not I'm not constitutional. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. thing is Oldham's lost get, his mind. <laughs> I don't care if you get sixty percent of the people or seventy percent say they're fine with the rules. When there are certain rights that a county delegation has, other counties can't vote to take theirs away without going through the amendment I, process. I love uh, hearing Van say that other I, people can't vote away your rights. Yes, I like I when that. you two guys. Uh, I feel I like a real matchmaker. You in this discussion, Oldham. I'm like a matchmaker. I'm like a little cupid. <laughs> shooting heart, little arrows into the hearts of these two guys. Uh, David Van, creator of SoonerPolitics.org, and David Oldham, founder and scholar at ConstitutionalGrounds.com. Me, Tommy, your fine host and Cupid, bringing all things together for love uh, right there at VerbalViking.com. So I love it when you guys agree, agree. But I will tell you this. I think one of the things I've learned – and 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 tell me if I'm you think I'm on it or not. But the vagaries of our uh, representative republic—that is, that there are vague issues. You guys argue over things because it's not locked down like Hitler would do. It's not. It's not all black lined to where Oldham everything would have is, you think it is very clear. No, his clarity, Oldham's clarity, is on is, is on demanding the vagaries. And, and that is that we have to allow these freedoms. And what I keep continue to like about our system and that our founding fathers gave us is that these states have their areas and these precincts have their areas. The counties have their all these areas have their areas. And, and, and within those those lack of 
perfect definition, like a dictator would do. There are vagaries, and this is what allows our freedom. Water finds its way through the path of least resistance, mm -hmm. and, and when there's not every single thing locked down, then there's some freedom around here. Yeah. And I love when you guys agree on protecting the vagaries of our system. Yeah, and, and yeah. I want to say, I had a proposal for a change of the state rule. I have gone through the proper process. I'll have to say, humbly, I have, I have passed more amendments to our state party rules than anyone. And I have a respect for the proper order of the way you do things. Yes. <laughs> Crap, I did it again. Look at me take credit. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I had a very important party uh, rule amendment that I Hold them. That's not allowed on the show. Well, Hold on. I'm sorry. Hold them. You're going to have to cut off your 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 camera <laughs> and your mic, <laughs> then suck an empty straw wait, wait. while you so that you don't interrupt Van. I am trying to say I am not using Coke. Products. Try to be okay. less white, Oldham. Okay. Go ahead, I, Van. This is my wrap up on this. I've changed the party rules the right way several times, respecting the process. And I had a very important party rule proposal that I brought to my precinct meeting, only to be told by my chairman, uh, not Rhonda, but the previous chairman, that no, he made a rule that you had to present it two days before your precinct meeting. But keep in mind, the rule has always been you had to have it passed at a precinct meeting first. Please, this sounds like Catholic dogma. Go ahead. Right. But here's the thing. When you <laughs> shut out from people the proper and orderly way to change the bylaws, now you have, I could think of a lot of words. Rule? Yeah. There you go. You said you, that. You think, you think like like the judiciary did with the election okay. in Pennsylvania? Well, yeah, what you're saying is they create the problem. They create they make it impossible for you to use the constitutional means to amend the constitution. Right. And yet right. they flaunt the constitution and just make up new rules that weren't passed in an orderly and constitutional way. Correct. So I'm only saying this, look, I can deal with either way at this convention, <laughs> but I want the people of Oklahoma to know the Republicans of Oklahoma, this is not the way that I will approve of doing business as well, part of the state central committee. All right, Oldham. This, and this, in this, David and I are completely and one hundred percent in agreement. <clears throat> Lawlessness is always the problem. It's yeah. you know, and it, it, I've been talking to people about right. this all for weeks, and, and it's not about anarchy; it's about lawlessness. And this is the key word: yeah. lawlessness. People want to do things their own way, irrespective of the rules. Yeah. And 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 it's like, well, that's lawless. So let's okay. stick with the rules. Yeah. Let's change the rules if we need to, because oh, the yeah. rules can be changed. So, so just like 3D politics, you two guys are the bricks and I am the grout. Okay. I fill in the little things. And what I, and, and so when when you say, uh <laughs> damn it, uh uh, <laughs> it was good. I'm sure it was. What it has to do with is that arbitrary. Because here's, here, I didn't lose it. I was just overwhelmed with emotion. 
the 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 bricks are held together by the things in between. And when you say lawlessness, people do not recognize like I do the grout. Arbitrary enforcement of law is lawlessness. When they don't enforce uh, accurately and consistently, when sometimes you're in trouble and sometimes you're not, when they pull you over to give you a turkey instead of a ticket, that is arbitrary enforcement of law. And that is lawlessness. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Right. It's absolutely lawlessness. People who want a turkey and think a cop should do something nice for you when they give you a turkey don't see that as arbitrary enforcement of the law. When you get pulled over, you're like, oh, thank God I got a turkey. No, you should say, give me an effing ticket because you shouldn't be pulled over for arbitrary enforcement of the law to pretend you're my daddy going to give me a frozen turkey to feed my family. I'm over it. Okay, so... You're getting back to Steve Bias, because he called me on. We're talking about Steve right Bias. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, about the Constitution. He's got an email saying it's mandatory for every delegate to log in, to sign up for, and watch a Zoom meeting, a class, on how to use the electronic system. Steve Bias says, I'm not doing that. He says, since 1976, I've only missed one Republican state convention. He says, I may be kicked out of this one, but I don't care. I am not doing it. And this well, is sad. Well, here's the thing. I don't know about anybody being kicked out. Um, Did you I'm, not read the word required meeting? Hold uh, them. No, go I on. Have not, I have not seen a single email. Oh, so anyway, you haven't heard that. anybody of us quick out what? Well, but I have. So I tell you, well, it was said to be okay, required. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing I've heard. We have 2,600, over 2,600 people who have signed up to come to the meeting, yep. to the, the the state convention. 2,600. Yep. We haven't had that since 2012 presidential election. Yep. Come to a state convention. That's how fired up people are. Yeah. Now, whether, I do not see, I, don't, I have not heard, I will have to look now that you are bringing it up. <laughs> I have not seen as a credentialing requirement that in order to be credentialed, I have to have, I have to have attended the Zoom meeting. Well, I then not, you're not up to speed. I'm telling okay, you, it's black and white. It's an email because, sent every delegate. Boom, throw down. I am not, I am not qualified to credential because okay. I haven't gone either. Okay, I let's talk hypothetically meeting. then, Oldham. If a okay. chairman sends that out to every delegate and says it's required, even though he has no authority to require it, and it's only right. when the rules committee meets and then when the rules are presented on the floor and they're passed, then what you have is an ex post facto law. Correct. And you're enough of a constitutionalist, you know there's a ban on ex post facto Well, you have, a, you have a problem with people not showing up thinking that they aren't allowed because they haven't done something. And, and Look, there, therein, lies, therein lies the problem is people won't show up who should be there and would be there except for the supposed the, the they think they can't show up it's it's no different than the mask law and the mask with the mask ordinances dictates that go out it's all bs they can still go out and do whatever they no. want to do it's a rule 3b violation it's a rule 3b violation of our state party bylaws okay. Anybody who does that to anyone is automatically kicked out of any leadership role. Furthermore, 
any number of Oklahoma re Republican voters can now sue the state for violating their right to full access just on that. Hmm. Well, I'm well, sorry, but it's true. No, no. Let's talk after the show because because after the show, you liars! You told me you weren't gonna ever talk. I, I don't want to have there. to be dealing with lawsuits that Look, are caused by a predecessor administration. I literally am not. I cannot follow each one of your in-depth uh, arguments back and forth because I'm the host, and that is not my job. Well, I am like the audience. Nobody else is either. No, 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 no. That's not true. There's audience members that are smarter no, than me. My job is to is to try to explain to those that are uh, me uh, and what's going on. So, so what I well here's my question. I literally cannot believe we're here. You guys are defining the vagaries that I mentioned earlier with such great love. Where does Robert's rules of order come in when there okay. are no explanations? Of said get together, I got I got put down by an old woman in a shawl at a PTA meeting when she said that she would not allow a showing of hands. Okay, and I was like, you can't do that, and she could actually, according to Robert's rules of orders, because I didn't offer the motion and then get a second. Yeah, Tom, they speak specifically to that, and here's what our state bylaws say now. Setting aside anything about criminal legality with state and federal statutes, so let's put that aside because that always crumbs, right? Different thing. Okay. Right. So your most direct ruling has to do with the convention rules passed at the beginning of the convention. Okay. But they have to be in keeping with the state constitution of the party, which is our state party bylaws. Those right. are permanent. Those are our charter founding documents correct and then and then any matter that hasn't been spoken to directly by either the state party rules or the convention rules falls back on robert's rules of order thank you host tommy mckay verbal viking for bringing reality to everyone's confusion right yeah. so so robert's rules only comes in when when something has not been dealt with by a state or convention rule yeah where and, they and make up their bylaws and when they make up their bylaws and such then robert's rules of order is out of line yeah. out right. of, now, uh, now some of the state and convention rules will refer to robert's yeah. rules yeah. and but that then calls them into play yeah. but but robert's rules only comes in when there's a question when something hasn't been dealt with yeah. And then there's a question, Robert's Rules comes in. And this is, um, and, and I don't see this being a great problem. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. David and I will talk after the show. We're, no talking after the show. Uh, I've already banned no, that. No, 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 no. You literally will, are not allowed to do that. You, I will have you know, I was the fly on the wall <laughs> while nope. Rhonda was bringing nope. this up to David Cannot. the state party chairman. And was actually taking the position of David Van right here. You guys, you got Other I, people are calling this into question. Listen, so we got, you know, a lot you know of what? things. That working. validates what I'm saying because I'm protecting the authority <laughs> in the office of the county chair. We are, but but this is oh. coming from 
This is coming from the yeah. grassroots. This is coming from the participants, yeah. the individual members who yeah. are reporting this to Ron. Rhonda was talking yeah. about all the calls she's been getting. Oh, she yeah. was not talking I'll about her own has. personal view on the issue. Yeah. She was talking about the calls she was getting. So right. and we have talked into okay. the weeds yeah. on this one. Okay. Yep. The cattails of growing. Now, mind you, <laughs> cattails are very nutritious oh if you get to the roots. So but, as you know. But you have to, you know, yank them out of the mud first. Yes. So, um, <laughs> look, I got to crack the whip around here. Yes, you know, we know that we're not done because we do not talk. Uh, there's no such thing for the audience as us ever talking off air or during the break or <laughs> after the show. We're not allowed. To That's not say. what happens. The audience word. is here the whole time. And then otherwise we don't do it. And so, uh, uh, so yeah, but no, I appreciate all the vagaries and the fact that Robert's rules of order is literally a thing. I was right about that. And that is if there, there are no other bylaws or whatever, according to the constitution, am I not correct? Uh, Oldham that if, if you've not calculated bylaws and et cetera, you are uh, assumed to be operating under Robert's rules of order. Pretty much. Right. Right. Because the that's where, are the constitution of the party. You're listening to Tommy McKay here, your verbal Viking and host of 3D politics every Monday night with David Van and David Oldham, uh, uh, the creator of Sooner Politics and the founder and scholar of constitutionalgrounds.com, respectively. Boom. There it is. We're going to let this thing ride us out. We want to thank. Uh, Rhonda Vilmont Smith for being here on 3D Politics to talk about all about the Tulsa County GOP chair that she uh, has just won recently. I want to thank uh, David Van for being here tonight and David Oldham also for being here tonight. I want to tell you there's one thing I want to share with you uh, uh, before it all happens and we get out of here. Um, you know, there was a thing recently about. Uh, who gets to decide that kneeling is a form of disrespect? You know, this is from the, this is a prayer for respect. Ask more respect. Re Re Resident Judy Seuss. But the thing is for me uh, is that uh, the question, who gets to decide that kneeling is a form of disrespect? I do. <laughs> kneeling for a political statement at sporting event is disrespectful for the spirit of the game. The fans have paid for the entertainment and a rude non sequitur change of subject without pertinent context relevant to the gathering. Like a heckler that I should recognize as a comedian. Be respectful, you sports players. Score some points. Earn some respect. <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys got anything else thank god for that that's it for tonight 3d politics we're gonna say goodbye to uh david oldham there he goes david oldham from constitutionalgrounds.com and there it goes david van from soonerpolitics.org and here i go your fine host, find me at verbalviking.com. Bye-bye, kitties. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Rhonda Vilma-Smith, for being here tonight.